Turn on your lightsabers and drink some blue milk. It's time to listen to Holocron Transmissions. Hello everyone and welcome to Holocron Transmissions, I'm your host Nick as today sadly Patrick could join us but we're doing an interview with Battlefront Podcast, I want to say hello guys. Hello, this is Sage. Hello. This is Sam. So I have a couple of questions for you guys so we're just going to start off with about the first question, how do you guys start your podcast? So um, I've I am the podcast guy. Like I listen to podcasts all the time. I love them. Um, so it was like two or three years ago I started listening to podcasts, and then when we saw the Battlefront was going to come out, uh, we were like, "We need to start a podcast." And I've been wanting to start a podcast, just didn't have the topic. And I was like, "We're going to do a Battlefront podcast. Let's let's start right now." <laughs> and uh, that was over a year ago. Wow. That was a uh, November 10th when, is when we started uh, 2015. Now, of course, Star Wars Battlefront has grown since then, and it's just become this biggest community ever. Now, at first, I was like, okay, that's cool that EA has actually started to make a Battlefront, and I was like, I'm not sure how they're going to do it, but it's going to be like a Battlefield, you know, skin or, like, different, but it's not. It's just a completely new game that they have made. Yeah, and I saw that a lot when uh, it was just coming out, like, people were surprisingly very negative about this, like, oh, it's just going to be a, a Battlefield skin, and I'm like, um, I've, I've seen a couple of what DICE can do, and man, they are some very talented people. Mm, they are. So, of course, how do you guys met on, you know, social media, or do you know each other in real life? Uh, we are actually brothers. Oh. Yes, we are podcast brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Uh, so, what got you into the Star Wars films and games? Uh, our parents, very young, Star Wars has been a part of our life. Um, uh, we uh, started with the originals, like you should. <laughs> and then we went on to the prequels. And, like, I used to dress up as Luke Skywalker at, like, a taekwondo um, uh, robe on with uh, like a glove on one of my hands to represent like the uh, robot hand just playing around with lightsabers all the time um, it was just I love Star Wars it's been a part of our lives like uh, from the beginning no but Chris do you have anything to say oh, Sam Sam sorry my bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> about the same with me we're really close we're really close brothers so what was your first ever Star Wars game? Ooh, let's see here. Probably uh, one of the, I think it was Rogue Squadron 3 on the GameCube. For, so. for me, I have to say it was Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of Sith. Brilliant game. 
Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Nope. It was actually Lego Star Wars. That's where we started. <laughs> yeah, Lego Star Wars 1, Lego Star Wars 2, then the complete saga. Yes. All three uh, favorite games of mine. <laughs> yeah, the, they're, the Lego Star Wars games are so good. And I'm right now I want uh, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens so bad, just uh, saving up for that right now. <laughs> I played um, it. It's a really good game. I've seen some gameplay, and it is beautiful. Like They've done an amazing job on that. And um, then it was prior next games uh, was Battlefront 1 and Battlefront 2. Our cousins had PS2, uh, PS2, and we go over there, and they're like, there's the Star Wars game you have to play, and we're like, ooh, Star Wars. <laughs> and um, we started playing that, and we would, like, we would do gaming marathons, basically. We'd play like the first one, and the second one, we'd go through the campaign. Like, I think we probably finished the campaign in like one day. That's how much we were playing. Wow. So it w we stayed up all night, all morning, just played as much as we possibly could. Not bad. So, who is your favorite Star Wars character overall in the whole Star Wars universe? Sam, you want to take this one first? You can go. I'll have to think about that. I've got mine, and it is uh, Nia Numb. Ah. He, he is just such a funny character. I remember watching him, uh, watching, uh, what was it? It was Return of the Jedi, right, where we he, first see him. Yes, it was Return of the Jedi. I just remember seeing him like, who's that guy? He looks awesome. <laughs> Look at the flab on his face, and he's just uh, flying the Millennium Falcon with Lando Calrissian. It's just so interesting and cool how um, that character that you barely see any of, and then you get a lot of in uh, the books and the comics, and uh, now Battlefront. Like he is just uh, so awesome. Has blown up since Battlefront, um, and then uh, probably my next favorite would have to be, um, hmm. R2-D2 or Chewbacca. Those R2-D2 is just like so funny, especially like in the video games that we played in all the time. He'd just be going all over the place doing random stuff. Yeah. Sam, would you like to take it away? Yeah, mine's probably Boba Fett. For sure, mm -hmm. Boba Fett is probably one of the most famous like bounty hunters in the galaxy and like I wish they had more time on his character, if you guys know what I mean, because yeah. he died in a starlet pit. Yes. I was just watching a video on like his origins and stuff, and I was like, man, it'd just be so awesome if like they bring him back. And um, it was, I think it was Dash started the video, and one of the, the books, uh, Aftermath, uh, the characters go to a Jawa a sand crawler. It's uh, destroyed, it's open, and inside there is a... Uh, a sand barge, like a, the pieces of a sand barge, and in the corner is some Mandalorian armor, slowly degraded by um, by acid. Nobody's in the armor, so that is most likely Boba Fett, which I think that'd be cool if they're going to make the anthology film, which... Uh, yeah, it's been rumored that it's still in works, of course, and I would really like to see it because if, if it's a 2020 film that they have announced that it's going to be the Boba Fett movie, I'll be happy with that. Yes, so I, uh, I've seen some rumors that um, Boba Fett's going to be the main antagonist for the Han Solo movie, but I think that'd be cool, but I would rather they save him, like maybe there's a glimpse of him at the end, and then after episode 9, there's a whole movie dedicated to his origins, or after Return of the Jedi, to just to confirm that he's there, because they've been 
really quiet about whether or not he survived or not. Yeah, I know. So, question four. What is your favorite Star Wars Battlefront map? Ooh. Scarif right now. I Same. love I love Scarif. I think it's it's an interesting map. You can run around. You've got all of this cover that you can go to. Obviously, there's the issue of the bush walls, but <laughs> once you get used to those, it's pretty fun just rolling through the bushes, waiting for people to walk past you. I think the hero designer, uh, done, uh, Daniel Cambrand, has done an amazing job on those. I would agree there as well. So what's your overall feature for your podcast? Do you tend to go live in different places, or like, are you planning on having a live show, just the two of you on stage? Um, I, I would love to have that, but like right now we're still, we're still trying to like with De- uh, with when we got Dennis Branval on the podcast, we blew up. Uh, we finally got noticed in the Battlefront community, which is amazing, and uh, we've we're starting to take. Uh, they uh, starting to be noticed by Dice, like we've had Dennis Brenval on the podcast, lead designer, uh, Paul Kesslin, the producer, uh, hopefully in the future, uh, Christian Johansson. Um, but that would be so fun to do, maybe at like a, maybe like at an E3, like have a, a little place or something like that. That'd be really interesting to do. Um, but the main focus of our podcast recently has been having our listeners on the podcast to talk about news that has been released, uh, doing tips and tricks. Uh, just the other day we did a, I think it was actually last week, we did a How to Win Heroes vs. Villains version 4 um, with one of our listeners. He's a big Heroes vs. Villains guy and we've just been really enjoying the the new DLC. We've been covering that. Just been having a, a ton of fun. No, but that's unfortunately all the questions I have for you guys. So thank you very much for joining us in this interview. It's been super fun. Um, what What is your favorite Star Wars movie? I have a question for you. Oh, that's actually a really hard one. I'll probably say Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. I think a lot of people do that. Do that one, and I think that is the highlight of the prequels. I mean, with Episode Three, it's just. They they finally got a hold on the CGI. They finally got a hold on the practical effects. And I think George Lucas finally got a hold of what he wants to do with the trilogy. Um, my favorite is uh, A New Hope. I, I love that movie so much. And after we watched Rogue One, I went back and had to watch the first of A New Hope again just because I was like, what happens? I need to. I need to see what Darth Vader does next. <laughs> I mean, that Darth Vader scene in the end of Rogue One was just absolutely incredible. Yes, and maybe, like, I hope that it's a Boba Fett film, but maybe it's a Darth Vader film that's going to be Ooh. after Episode Nine. Because if it, it was a whole Darth Vader movie, I would just I go crazy. Because when I when I saw that last scene in Rogue One, I was literally on the edge of my seat. Like I had to move up because I was so excited to see what the heck was going on. And um, when I, when that uh, when Darth Vader forces that guy onto the ceiling and then looks back and chops him in half, I was just like, "What? That is like the best thing ever." <laughs> so Sam, uh, what is your all-time favorite Star Wars film? Return of the Jedi. Ooh. What's the reasoning behind that? I just like Endor a lot and the Ewoks. I just love the 
different worlds that it shows in that. It, yeah, it's definitely one of the most versatile, like showing in worlds, and like you go back to Tatooine, and then um, Mustafar. you just go to Mustafar. Uh, it's like so many different places that they go to. Now, of course, uh, we know that Dice is making Star Wars Battlefront two. So, what are your hopes for that? Do you think they'll include a, you know, Clone Wars campaign, or do you think they'll include the Clone Wars DLC? Uh, that's an interesting idea about like a campaign because that would be cool to get the origins of the original troopers. But like from what they've, but from what they've said, like Blake Jorgensen, I think he's the CFO maybe of EA slash yeah, EA. Um, but what from but he said, it seems like they're going with the new movies, which I think is a bad decision because there's not a lot of content there. Yeah, I would agree with you there because they said that they're going to focus on Star Wars Episode Seven, Star Wars Episode Eight, and maybe Rogue One as well. They add some more planets like Yavin Four, of course, and we did see that in the VR mission. Have you guys played yes. that? Yes, we have the VR, and that that mission is amazing. I like how it ties into Rogue One. Um, but, like, what I really wanted to do, uh, Battlefront 2 to do, is have all of the original stuff and then add The Force Awakens, like, a new gameplay mechanics, like, or not everything from Battlefront 1, but a lot of the stuff, like, Endor, Hoth, um, you know, the main places, and then they add new mechanics and maps and new game modes. Yes, new heroes. I think that would be really good, like what Battlefront 2 did, the original. Like, they took a ton of the stuff, the maps, the heroes, the characters, and everything from Battlefront, uh, Battlefront 1, uh, the original, and then uh, ported that over to Battlefront 2 uh, and introduced some new game modes, some new maps. Uh, like, the maps for Battlefront 2, there are so many maps, and like they're using the same engine for Battlefront 2, so that's a possibility, and... I think that would really please the fans. Mm -hmm. And um, they've done really good with the the ultimate edition of Battlefront, bringing in new people with yeah, that. Yeah, I would agree with you there because, you know, if you're a new player to Battlefront, you don't need to buy the Season Pass because the Season Pass is already included with the game. Yeah, and now the Season Pass is cheaper. Um, I, that is really good to see. Like, right when that launched, I could tell new people were coming and then when... Scarif came out, you can tell how many people were coming just from Rogue One and wanting to play that in Battlefront. Um, there were so many full lobbies that day, and they were all in Scarif, surprisingly. I yeah, went to I try know. and play Cargo on, on the Death Star, and uh, there was no one there. I was waiting there for like two or three minutes trying to find a, a match, and I was the only person in there. I was like, whatever, I'm going to go to Scarif. <laughs> because that's probably the best maps like EA and DICE have ever made, because it's most colorful, most beautiful, and I just loved it to bits after when I saw the Rogue One movie. Yeah, right when I, we played it like, we played it a ton before Rogue One came out, and then uh, when Rogue One came out after we watched it, uh, it was Friday, Friday morning we watched it, and we went back and I was like, man, DICE has done really good because like we said with Paul Kesslin, they didn't get to watch the movie beforehand. When they were developing the DLC, so they had to they think have, off top of their heads on what Scarif would look like, and that is just that's amazing that they got that type of detail without even seeing the movie. I mean, you've got 
them blowing up the ships. You've got them uh, going through the space gate, and then you've got them. Uh, t- <laughs> you've got them going to get the data tapes, and then taking them to a U-wing. I mean, that is that's Rogue One right there. Yep. So, what's your overall favorite DOC for Battlefront? I'm thinking Scarif. Uh, before that, it was Bespin tied with Death Star. I really like the third phase on Death Star. It was like I love going through the trenches and just flying around through that. Um, what about you, Sam? Scarif. Scarif. Then Bespin, then Outer Rim, then Death Star. Yeah. What did you think of Outer Rim? I thought it was okay for the first DLC, but I thought they could include like more heroes in yeah. a way. Like say for example they brought Old Ben Kenobi and because he was in the original trilogy of course and I was like when they first got you know, Star Wars Battlefront got announced they should have just brought Old Ben Kenobi in because he was like part of the original trilogy. Yeah. And uh, when we were talking with Des Brownville he said an interesting fact, the reason that they brought in uh, partly why they brought that in is Neonum and uh, Greedo, they already had the Celestin skin and the, uh, what is it? What What's Greedo's skin, uh, race again? Um, Rodian? Yeah, Rodian. They already had those, so they were like uh, because it would have taken another month to get in uh, everything that they wanted to, so they chose to bring in those two characters um, so they could get a DLC out because everyone was like, "When's the new DLC coming out? Come on, guys, we need a new DLC." Mm-hmm. Because it was so popular when it first got released, and I loved it ever since. Uh, you know, I got at Christmas, I was like on it nonstop, and I was like, "Oh, I just love the game so much." <laughs> yeah, uh, the same here. We we got it. Like, we we actually didn't have a PlayStation for when we started the podcast and we bought the Darth Vader one that came with Battlefront. It was, we got it the day after it released. And then we saw like these reviews and stuff. I was like, are you serious? The reviews that this is getting were, were just terrible when it first came out. And they've learned their lessons and that's one of the reasons I'm so excited for Battlefront 2. I mean, they the DICE team's going uh, to be going off of Battlefield 1. They just got through with all the DLCs for Battlefront. It's just I think it's gonna be one of the best game one of the best Star Wars games ever. And also we are not far away from Star Wars Battlefront two as well, because I think Star Wars Battlefront two is gonna be releasing the same time that they release Star Wars Battlefront one of course. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I would I'm really excited for Star Wars Battlefront two because I think they're gonna take their time, bring everything what they learned from mistakes from Star Wars Battlefront one and make it better in Star Wars Battlefront two. Yes, um, th- that's what I love about video games. I mean, movies, the second one is usually not as good. But when video games, when they make a second one, it's just it's so much better than the original. It's, uh, they've learned their lessons. They've talked with the people that play the games. They, like, we, we come from Nintendo land where <laughs> they barely listen to fans and like they do whatever the heck they want to. Um, and come, going to Dice and Battlefront, like they've been listening to fans throughout the whole DLC. I mean, the Death Star scare phase was kind of rough. Uh, not very, uh, not much conversation between fans and developers. But now that it's released, we've got like 
two two developers talked with uh, Battlefront updates. Uh, Paul Kesslin would talked with Stars HQ, and they were on our podcast. Um, so it's just been really good to see them communicating. Mm-hmm. And also, I really love the fact that they're bringing in weapons from Legends into the game as well. Yes, I think they nailed that perfectly with Death Star, where it was like from the Jedi Knight games, and those weapons, like the K-16 Briar Pistol is one of the coolest looking weapons ever. It looks a lot like the weapon um, Han Solo gives uh, Rey in The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool to see that. And I remember like when uh, Outer Rim came out. Everyone was speculating whether or not there was going to be a Force Awakens DLC. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fortunately, that never became true. But, you know, in Star Wars Battlefront 2, when they announced it, that we saw some concept art, of course. And, yeah. uh, you know, it shows, like, you, this rebel soldier is actually, like, climbing down something or, like, hanging on to something. Yes, and, and uh, have you seen the uh, video that Stars HQ did? Uh, yes, about I have. That that was interesting to see that he's actually hanging out of like a it looks like a ship. So maybe that that's be, part of the campaign, as Robbie said. Yes, that that would be so cool to see as the campaign, or even as like a multiplayer thing. Like you have to get to the edge of this ship above maybe um, that kind of looks like Solus that they're around, or maybe yeah. it's a new map from The Force Awakens. Um, but climbing out of that and trying to blow up. Um, certain points on that, like uh, rappelling down on ropes or uh, trying to set bombs on the side of that big ship that they're on. Or maybe it's a new game mode that they're planning on making, like say for example, destroy the shipment or destroy the shipyard. Like, yes. if you ever played Star Wars Empire at War, you ha- in the first mission of the Rebellion you have to like destroy the shipyard. And... I- I think that would be so awesome if we brought that into Star Wars Battlefront 2 if it was a game mode. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's interesting to see how they're looking back at older Star Wars games. Like They were very much inspired by Rogue Squadron when they were making the Death Star DLC. Um, it's it's cool to see like they were inspired by uh, the Clone Wars and Rebels when they were making Outer Rim and Bespin. Mm-hmm. Like, Lando's weapon came directly from Rebels. And even Which, Kanan's blaster came from Rebels as well. Yes. That is so awesome to see uh, the CJ-9 bow rifle playing uh, around. Um, I am furious with that weapon. <laughs> so, do you think that they're going to bring a Rebels DLC, Star Wars Rebels, and connect it into Star Wars Battlefront 2? Uh, that, that would be interesting to see, and that would be bringing in new content that we haven't seen before in a game because Rebels is... Connected uh, between Star Wars Episode 3 and Star Wars Episode 4. Yes, and that's a very interesting times, time period in the Star Wars universe. Um, but that could be interpreted when they said they're bringing in the new movies. I mean, uh, Rebels had a movie. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think that'd be interesting to see, even if, like, maybe they don't have a DLC, but maybe they have... Um, new characters or characters that came from that like Kanan, Ezra, Ahsoka, the Inquisitor yeah like maybe they're like old characters that you see in the campaign trying to help you out or something like that or maybe if they make a Battlefront 3 that's all about the Clone Wars and you can bring in the Rebels through that Mm -hmm. because I mean if it didn't come to Battlefront 1 I don't 
see it really come into Battlefront 2 because they're focusing on the new stuff and uh, it's just would be kind of off-putting to have a Rebels DLC in a game that's all about the Force Awakens trilogy. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame them for, like, focusing on new movies, but, you know, I wish we just got, like, a little something off of the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, that would be so cool, and I hope, since they said, they're, in fact, they're actually postponing the Battlefield series so they can work on Battlefront, which is incredible to see that uh, DICE uh, putting aside their main franchise to work on something Star Wars is mm -hmm. really cool to see, and hopefully we'll get Battlefront 3. I like we've we've seen a bunch of rumored stuff around lately of like concept art of the past Battlefront 3 and with Elite Squadron because that was again what was Star Wars Battlefront 3, what was coming to you know Xbox 360 and then also PS3. Yes, and then there's going to be that Battlefront 4, which was the uh, like I think. It was like a new engine that was going to run on Wii, surprisingly, wow. PS3, and uh, Xbox 360, which would, it would have been awesome to see that happen. And it would have helped people get like more of a grasp on um, DICE coming back and doing something different. Because I don't think it was the same developer. Uh, Pandemic, like, Pandemic died, sadly, yeah. when, uh, when EA bought them. Do you think that they'll include Space to Ground in Star Wars Battlefront 2? I really think so, because what we've seen from the concept art that's been shown, the little trailers that they've been teasing, uh, like those little promotional uh, promotional image, uh, videos and that kind of stuff, where you see a rebel trooper or resistance trooper uh, climbing into an X-Wing. And I really hope that's a thing, because... Um, there is a mod for the original Battlefront 2 that has like pretty much the whole game it includes assets from Battlefront 3 um, and it's space to ground battle uh, and that would just be so cool to see and that's what a lot of people have been wanting to see uh, in Battlefront 1 but I don't think they can really get that going with the groundwork that they've laid so far mm -hmm. so that's so far Tilly I have all the questions answered so I don't have any more so, would you guys like to close up the episode? Yes. Yes. So, okay. yeah, uh, do you have any, you know, want to share your podcast for everyone? Like, your links and all that stuff, social media? Yeah, so our Twitter for our podcast is at uh, SWB Podcast. And then our, you can listen to our podcast on iTunes, searching SWBP or Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud. Star Wars Battlefront or Battlefront podcast on there, and our YouTube channel is Tie Dye Sheep Films. So anyway, guys, thank you very much for tuning in to this week's episode for Holocron Transmissions, and of course, you can listen to us on SoundCloud and also our YouTube channel. So thank you very much for watching, and don't forget, may the Force be with you always.